the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With a reasonable answer for the hope that lies within us, this is Contending for the Faith with Dr. Jerry Buckner. And now, to introduce Dr. Jerry Buckner, here's Gary Bell. Well, good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith. With a cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church, and we are live, live for the next hour with your host, Bay Area Pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. My name is Gary Bell, and we're inviting you to call in with your questions, comments, and your concerns. Our toll-free number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 Don't be shy. Pick up that phone. Let us know what's on your mind. Again, that number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. Well, tonight we are excited. We will be beginning a brand new series. This series will be on the doctrine of the Trinity. This essential doctrine of the Christian faith is one of the most controversial teachings in the Bible. The doctrine of the Trinity has been maligned, attacked, denied, and eisegeted throughout history, going all the way back to to the Arian heresy under Arius Alexander. Question, why is there so much biblical illiteracy when it comes to this doctrine, particularly in our churches? And what can we do to disciple people in this essential area? Well, for the answer to this and much, much more, stay tuned, for we are not pretending, we are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that uh, introduction. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know that you're going to be blessed and lifted up by our program tonight. Uh, Well, Gary has uh, knocked a home run with a lot of the things that he said regarding this new subject on the Trinity. Uh, And this brings us to part one on this serious teaching of the Trinity. This is the most uh, misunderstood and most misinterpreted teachings in the Christian faith. And if you do not have a basic working knowledge of who God is and his nature, essence, and being, it can open up Pandora's box for all the evils of the world to lead you into many different uh, aberrant false teachings away from God, and it can make you lose your soul for all eternity. So in this series, we're going to try to equip you so you won't get whipped by the enemy uh, so that you can have some uh, working knowledge on the the Trinity. This is something that we can't uh, comprehend, but we can apprehend by the power of the Holy Spirit. So what I want to do uh, tonight is just challenge you and say that the curse of the church today is biblical illiteracy. 
And Hosea said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And because you have rejected me, I've rejected you, God said to the prophet Hosea. And Amos said uh, that there is a famine in the land, but he went as far as saying there's a famine also of God's word. And we see this famine today in our churches, in our communities, in our world, and people are biblically illiterate when it comes to the basic doctrine of the Trinity and the basic essentials of the historic Christian faith. Now, I do know that the key to all of this is teaching people uh, these various Ds, and these various Ds have the at least about four Ds that you need to be introduced to in order to be effective in, uh, you know, discipling people. So the first D is discipleship. We got to disciple people. If we don't do that, uh, people are going to be led astray. That's the first D. And there's uh, about 269 times, more than 269 times the word disciple is mentioned in the Bible. And the word uh, Christian is mentioned about three times. And once we disciple them, that's the first D, then we got to teach them doctrine. That's the second D. And when they learn doctrine, who God is, what the Bible teaches about Jesus and the Holy Spirit and on and on, then we will develop a third D, which is discernment. And, uh, you know, that's the problem with a lot of people today. They're not discerning good and evil and true truth as far as the Bible is concerned because they've never been discipled. They don't know doctrine. They're not discerning. And then the fourth D is that you'll be disciplined. You'll be disciplined in the area of the things that God has called you to do. So these four Ds I shared with the pastors in the Bay Area, uh, and they were so blessed by these Ds. But I want to kind of deal with the opening things up with the Trinity from a perspective that most people have never taught on or you've never heard a sermon on it. And I basically want to talk about the Trinity uh, from the perspective of kicking things off with uh, eternity itself. Because how often do we hear sermons and teachings on the fact that the Trinity is revealed in Scripture before the foundation of the world, before everything was created, God, through his word, in the teachings of Jesus, talks about the Trinity. And so that's what I want to talk to you about tonight to open things up, because this is not something that is uh, taught uh, that just came on earth all of a sudden. God reveals himself and who he is, what he is, in eternity. And we need to preach on that. We need to preach and teach on that. Before we get into the Trinity in Scripture, we want to need, we need to understand that the Trinity was in eternity, before even the creation, before the world was created, and before man was created. So uh, this is what I want to kind of like deal with for a little bit here and uh, in breaking this through. Now, it is interesting that in Psalms 90 and 2, Psalm 90 and 2, uh, Moses says, uh, quote, before the mountains were brought forth or ever you had formed the earth. Now, even before the earth was formed and the world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. So 
Moses, through the power of the Holy Spirit in Psalm 90 and 2, says, in eternity, God was known as everlasting to everlasting, you are God. When we think of God's pre-existence, we tend to uh, think of God uh, existing for billions of years before creation, but this is flawed. Instead, God's timelessness and God's created time itself, yet he is also able to enter into time and space and to intervene in the events and the affairs of men. While we obviously cannot fully comprehend what God was doing before creation, because there's not a lot revealed on that, God did reveal some details about his pre-creation activities in scripture. This helps us to understand his nature as well as his relationship with uh, uh, his plans for creation. So we need to understand this. Before the world was created, before man was created, make note of that. Before the world was created, before man was created, there was uh, the Godhead in eternity from everlasting to everlasting. And there was fellowship uh, of the Trinity in heaven. Now, that's how we've learned to have fellowship on earth. It was not only fellowship in heaven, but there was love between the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in uh, heaven. And uh, we've learned the principles of fellowship and love because the Trinity from uh, everlasting to everlasting brought that down to the earth. That is something really uh, awesome and powerful. Before the universe existed, uh, there was only God, but he was not alone. Now make a note of that. Uh, what we see in, in scripture that's revealed about God before he came to the earth and to reveal himself on earth, before the universe existed, there was only God, but he was not alone. How do we know that? Well, we get a glimpse of this in John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. So the word was with God. Jesus is known as the word in eternity. He's known as the name for Jesus is the word. And he was with God in eternity. These are powerful things that we don't hear any teaching on today about the Trinity in eternity, the Trinity in eternity. Now, when you talk about pagan religions and mysticism, and you talk about uh, Greek gods and all that stuff, all that stuff is uh, man-made stuff. All That's all it is. But when we talk about God and the way the scriptures reveal him, this is truth. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. There was another person with God, and God is known in scripture as not only the father, but the Son and Holy Spirit. So there's a picture of in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Who is God? We're going to learn in this series that God is the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God revealed in three eternal distinct persons. And that's the Trinity. The persons of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit all shared in the same uh, nature, essence, and being. And they are one God. 
And this is so powerful when we look at this. And we see even hints of this also going back to Proverbs 30. This is hints of the uh, revelation of God in eternity that we never hear about the Trinity in eternity. We talk about the Trinity in scripture, how he's been revealed. But we're talking about right now to open this thing up. The Trinity was way before the world was created in fellowship, in love. Uh, the word was with God. Who is God? God is the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we see in the Old Testament, another scripture that relates to this is Proverbs 30. Uh, and uh, let's uh, look at this uh, quickly. And it talks about in Proverbs 30 and uh, 4. Uh, and when you even look at Proverbs 31, uh, Agar laments his ignorance about God and in terms of his son. He said, what is his name? And what is his son's name? Surely you know. And so Proverbs 30 and 4 talks about God having a son. This is a, a prophecy. This is a prophecy. And prophecy, it mentioned his name as the son. Uh, and But the son became a reality in the incarnation, but in the eternity, he was known as the word. Now, it's interesting, what is the name and what is his son's name? So it's talking about son in relationship to God, uh, the father. And so, uh, so when Agar asked, what is his name? Every good Jew would answer Yahweh. But then you go a little bit further what is a son's name? And no Jew want to hear about that. This is a good scripture to share with every Jewish person. Because they say, I believe in the Old Testament. Well, if you believe in the Old Testament, then believe this, that God had a son. And he says, what is his son's name? So, and then one of the most convicting things on sharing with a Jew and anybody else, Isaiah 53, talks about Jesus, wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquity. God has laid upon him the iniquities of us all. You know, and you ask the average Jew, who is that? Who is that person you're talking about? What a great, two great scriptures to share with a Jew. Because this troubles the Jews uh, who don't believe that God has a, a son. Now, uh, it is clear uh, to uh, Jesus, the son of God, uh, in this proverb, uh, long before God revealed the doctrine of the Trinity in the New Testament. Because God is Trinity he enjoyed perfect uh, companionship within himself before he created the world. The persons of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit loved each other, shared the divine glory, and had perfect relationships to each other. No false religions, no mysticism, no uh, pantheism could relate to anything like that. And in a few places in Scripture gives us hints of what this was like. In Jesus' prayer, often called the high priestly prayer, because of his intercession for believers, Jesus asked, and now in John 17, he says in verse 5, and now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with thee before the world existed, John 17 and 5. So what was going on in eternity? sharing same glory. That means Jesus is God, because he is God. The word made flesh, John chapter 1, verse 1 and verse 14. 
And so Jesus shared that glory. And then it tells us, I believe in Isaiah 48, talks about God will not give his glory to another. Well, if he, Jesus says, glorify me with the glory I had with thee before the world was, that means that Jesus is God. And so what was going on in eternity? What was going on before the world was created? What was, what was happening? What was going on? Well, they were sharing fellowship, sharing love, sharing glory, uh, sharing all of that together. And that's so powerful. So when God the Son became incarnate in the person of Jesus Christ, he took on human body and nature. During his earthly ministry, he set aside his divine prerogative and uh, uh, never always uh, acted as God, but never ceased being God. And what he laid down in his incarnation, he took up in his resurrection. And that's why he said in Matthew 28, all power, all power has been given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go and make disciples. Oh, this is rich. This is so powerful stuff that every Christian should be aware of. Now, let me say something uh, in uh, closing on this because this is so powerful. This is so needed. Now, how does God relate to us? How does God relate to us? And how does God, the Godhead, relate to us in the Trinity? Well, I'm going to talk about that next time in more uh, detail. I'll talk about that and bring out three R's. I'm going to talk about next time how God relates to us and how does God relate to us in the Trinity. Well, uh, the three R's he relates to us, God the Father relates to us, first R in redemption. God the Father brings redemption. And then he delegated that redemption over to Christ and he brought reconciliation. That's the second R. And he brought reconciliation to man, the gap, the problem between man and God. And then the third R, uh, the Son delegated, uh, the, the God, the Son delegated to the Holy Spirit, uh, the third R, repentance. And he came to convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. My friend, I'm going to say this in closing. If you don't know Jesus, if you don't know God, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, you don't know these three R's that he brought to redeem you, to reconcile you, to also bring you to repentance. If you don't know these three R's, my friend, we're going to pray right now. You're going to pray with me right now. Dear Lord, you say it with me. Dear Lord, I thank you for your redemption. Thank you, Lord, for your reconciliation in Christ. And I know, Lord, I cannot be reconciled in you unless I repent of my sins. And I repent of my sins right now and accept you as King and Lord of my life and Savior. In Jesus' name, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches regarding the Trinity before it was revealed in Scripture. Brother Gary. Well, it's time for us to take that commercial break, and we'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith.
You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I want to thank all of you who have been praying for Contending for the Faith over these many, many years. We can't thank you enough for your prayers. We know that they are working, that they are moving, and that they're touching heaven on behalf of this ministry. So we can't thank you enough. And we also want to thank those of you who have generously given of your resources these many years. This is a listener-supported ministry, and we always need your, your financial support. Your financial partnership is critical to us remaining on the air. It costs us 400 a week to do what we need to do. And right now, we're, we're right up to the line. We're uh, up to date, but next week, we will need your support again. And we just need it consistently. We need your consistent prayers, and we need your consistent financial partnership here at Contending for the Faith. There's two ways in which you can donate. Um, You can write a check or money order and send it to Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, it's spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier. Just go online to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org. Click on the donate button, and away you go. You'll be a blessing for time and eternity. So we want to encourage you to continue to pray for this ministry. And as God has blessed you, be able to uh, support us through your financial donations. Now, next week, we're excited. We're going to air a very special program, one of the the all-time classics of Contending for the Faith. We're going to air our Halloween special, really informative on the subject of Halloween. You won't want to miss this. So we will have a pre-recorded message next week. You won't be able to call in, but we want to encourage you to listen because it's a good one. And uh, you'll enjoy what you hear. want to encourage you, tell others about it. Great information, great apologetic message on this subject of Halloween. All right, Dr. Buckner, ready for the callers? Let's do that, Brother Gary. Thank you so much for the announcements. All right. Uh, we have Brother Rick on line one. Are you there? Yes, I am. Good evening. How are you doing, Brother Rick? I am blessed. Oh, good. Uh, how, did the, how did the message tonight speak to you? Uh, it spoke to me uh, much deeper than than I than I've learned before, mm-hmm. and I mean, just to give you examples, I mean, you, you basically talked about the fellowship that God had in heaven long before the creation was there, and really, no other religion, even monotheistic, has anything to do with fellowship. Mm-hmm. So that that's a real standout, and basically, God wants us to have fellowship with Him. And he wants us to have fellowship with each other. Amen. Well, very good, uh, very good response. Very good response. Appreciate that feedback. And what's on your uh, heart tonight? I got a question related to the Trinity. You know that in Matthew 28, it talks about baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit versus what we read in Acts, baptizing in the name of Jesus. Why is there a difference? Well, that's a very good question, and um, 
And I think this has caused a lot of confusion, uh, but it's not, a, the God is not the author of confusion. So what we want to do is take the fusion out of confusion. So when Jesus gave the great commission, that's known as uh, baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in Matthew 28, verse 16 through 20, he meant that nothing, nothing changed. So Jesus is not going to say to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, then things all of a sudden change. So what is going on in the book of Acts? Because you do find in Acts uh, 2 and 38, they baptize in the name of Jesus. And then you see throughout the book of Acts in the name of the Lord and Jesus. And so you see this uh, constant theme going through the book of uh, Acts. Well, there's several explanations for that. Number one is that um, Jesus in scripture, when you talk about Jesus, you have to go to uh, Acts 4 and 7. And in Acts 4 and 7, and it says there, and when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power or by what name have you done this? So what you find is in Acts 4, chapter 4 and verse 7, that power, which is authority, and, and name is equivalent, synonymous. So when they talked about the name of Jesus, they were talking about the authority. So where is the authority found? The authority is found in uh, Matthew 28, all authority. So when you saw the name of Jesus, you saw the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit because Jesus represented uh, all uh, other two persons of the Trinity. How do we also know this? Because you wanna link uh, these passages of scriptures with uh, Colossians 2 and 9. Because in Colossians 2 and 9, it says, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In Greek is so beautiful, theotestosomatikos, meaning deity and flesh. So in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So when you saw Jesus and when people were baptized in the name of Jesus, they were baptized also in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, because it says, for in him dwell all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And then the third thing is this, that uh, the reason why Jesus is emphasized throughout the book of Acts is because the Jews believed in the Father. They said that they believed in the Holy Spirit, but they had a problem with Jesus. They had a problem with believing in Jesus. So the emphasis is going to be uh, with Jesus. And people need to understand this because there's a lot of uh, Pentecostal oneness groups and Jesus only that try to debunk what I just said, but it's a weak argument. Uh, it's an inductive inference. It doesn't follow biblical truth nor biblical logic. So hopefully that helps out in breaking it down from that perspective. Amen. I mean, because I was always aware of the uh, fact that the, the Jews had a problem with Jesus, so Jesus was emphasized. That's it. But then, but then the, the thing I, the thing that was really emphasized to me tonight was how Jesus is linked with the Father and the Son. So there is no contradiction. 
no contradiction. So you re, you put that together with Colossians 2 and 9, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So in him is the fullness of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's what that's what the Apostle Paul is saying under the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Uh, do you have any prayer requests? Uh, please, yes. I, I want to continue with a prayer for my mother and my family right now. My mother is still in the hospital. They, they still have done a series of surgeries on her. My brother is going down there to visit her right now. And I especially, especially need prayer for my mother's health and recovery. And in addition to that, not only just for the sake of her health and recovery, but for the sake of her salvation, I don't want her to pass on and not know Jesus. Amen. That is critical for her, and it's also critical for my family. Very yeah. true. Well, thank you so much, Brother Rick, for those prayer requests. And I know people have heard your cry out to the Lord, and we're going to pray for you around that right now. Brother Gary, can you mm-hmm. lead us? Lord, we just thank you for Brother Rick. We pray that you continue to bless him, that you strengthen him and encourage him, Lord God, that you bless him with every resource that he needs for his own health and his own strength, his own well-being, well-being and his own peace of mind. Lord God, you heard his request regarding his mom. We pray for her health and recovery, but most importantly, we pray for her salvation that she would not leave this earth without knowing who you are and accepting you as Savior. Mm -hmm. We pray, Lord God, that you would just move upon her heart, that your Holy Spirit would overtake her, and, Lord God, that she would come into a saving knowledge of you. We pray that you continue to move in Rick's life, continue to bless him and strengthen him. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, Thank you, Brother Rick, for your call, and what a good question as well. All right, uh, who do we have next, uh, Brother Gary? All right, we've got Cece on line two. Brother Cece, how you doing? Hey, how you doing, man? We're truly blessed. Good to hear your voice again. And uh, what you got out of the message tonight for you? Man, I was really excited to hear that message, man. I was I was waiting for this. Um, well, I just liked how you broke it down because there's been so many mishaps on the Trinity. And like you said, a lot of people... Um, don't they're like you said they're um they don't understand the Trinity or can not even explain it. And I like the way you explained it pretty well. And then you know it's been a lot of mishaps, which you know been floating around for years that Jesus was born somewhere in the eternity past, and you just you you um was showing that he wasn't that he's always been he's eternal and i like how you brought brought together about that they had fellowship with each other before the world began because there's been a lot of mis you know mis um teachings on that you know so people don't even understand that aspect of it that you know that um they all share the share the same same nature essence of being that you know some people would put god to be higher uh, or say that Jesus was just a prophet, but he wasn't, you know, so, so, so many misconceptions out there. And a lot of Christians who, um, who've who been walking with the Lord, when other people come to them and, and talk to them and ask about the Trinity or come with these false concepts and ideologies, they're not able to be apologi- apologetic about defending the faith or even being able to explain to them so they find themselves in in that hole and you went to several passages like in Proverbs 30 and Colossians 2 9 
And um, I just really appreciate the effort that you've put in, the ministry and the time and effort and prayer, and I was just really enjoying it. And um, you did a really good job exegeting it and explaining it. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate those encouraging words. Uh, We always get blessed by what you have to say and the feedback that you give. Uh, Let's get to your question, and hopefully we have enough time. Do we need to go to a commercial? Yeah, we probably do. Well, let's let's, uh, take that break and uh, come back and deal with it more effectively. Okay, we'll come back and deal with your question and hang in there with us, Brother Cece. Thank you. All right. It is time for us to take that break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecture Counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, if you need prayer, we're here to pray with you. And speaking of prayer, we just can't thank you again for all the prayers that have gone up for this ministry over the many years. We thank you for your prayers, and we also thank you for your financial support. It's so vital that we have both. This is a listener-supported ministry. This is a prayer-driven ministry, and we need both to continue on the air. Uh, it costs us 400 a week, and uh, we need your prayers, and we need your consistent donations to keep things going. Uh, so we want to encourage you. There's two ways you can donate. You can send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith. Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. But the second way is so much simpler. Just go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. And click on the Donate button. And you'll be a blessing for time and eternity. Well, we're going to get right back to our phone lines. We had Cece uh, waiting to uh, ask his question. Are you there, Cece? Uh, yes, I'm here. All right. All right brother CC, uh, what's uh, on your heart tonight? <clears throat> I want to ask you your, your input on the Council of Nicaea that took place in 325 A.D. If you can um, give me your view on that. Oh, I sure will. And uh, <clears throat> that's a very good question that you have. Uh, the Council of Nicaea <clears throat> was uh, a council that very few people know, unless you do extensive study on this, uh, they think that it's centered around the Trinity, but it was centered around the deity of Christ. So that's something very important to know. <clears throat> and uh, the argument uh, sparked by uh, Arius Alexander, and he was in the church dividing the church. He was a bishop uh, of Alexandria. And he was in the church dividing the church like you have cults today in churches dividing the churches as well. And Arius said uh, that the son was not as eternal as the father. Uh, And uh, what happened was the emperor Constantine was deeply upset by this division. Uh, It threatened the stability of the empire. So he summoned this first council in Nicosia, which was in Asia Minor. So it was uh, put together uh, by the Emperor Constantine. Now, uh, 
the council agreed that Jesus is truly God. And so it was published in this, uh, in a creed, the Nicene Creed. And they ended up condemning Arianism and Arius Alexander, and they excommunicated him from the church. And what he ended up doing, like most cult leaders, uh, he left and started his own church and built a sizable following in uh, North uh, Africa. Now, <clears throat> it's also important for me to stress that um, uh, Arius Alexander uh, was the first father of the Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh, the first father of the Jehovah's Witnesses was not, was not Charles Chase Russell, who started the movement in the 1800s. But the teachings of the Jehovah's Witnesses is identical uh, to Arius Alexander because he basically said that Jesus was inferior to the father and the Jehovah's Witnesses teach the same things today, that uh, Jesus is inferior to the Father. They don't believe, they believe that the Father is God, and that Jesus was a creation, and that he was Michael the Archangel. So that's what the Jehovah's Witnesses teach. Now, <clears throat> so um, another important thing that many people don't know that happened at the Council of Nicosia, tradition tells us, that St. Nicholas, known today as Santa Claus, uh, he was a bishop of Myra. And uh, he ended up being uh, at the council. And tradition says that he got so angry with Arius Alexander that he went over and popped him upside the head. Because <laughs> he was so upset with him, uh, you know, denying the deity of Christ. So very, he was on the naughty list, huh? Huh? I said Arius was on the first one on the naughty list, huh? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he, he got one of those knowledge knots, but uh, apparently <laughs> he didn't apply it. <laughs> so uh, St. Nicholas was no joke, you know, and he was not only a man that went around, uh, you know, putting gifts uh, in people's homes because back then, they would leave their windows open. People weren't breaking in, stealing stuff like they do today. And he would sneak in and, and, and leave gifts for the poor people. And that's how they came up with the Santa Claus thing. Uh, so, uh, and one time, tradition says that it was a little girl that stayed up uh, all night and caught him coming in through the windows to leave something. And that's tradition says that that happened. But he was no joke, uh, St. Nicholas. He was at that Council of Nicosia. Very few people know that. And tradition tells us that he gave him a real pop upside the head, but uh, it didn't change anything. It just probably had a knowledge knot, but he just went on to continue to teach that heretical teaching that the Jehovah's Witnesses teach today. So hopefully that has given you uh, a Reader's Digest condensation of uh, the Council of Nicosia. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Do a study on uh, St. Nicholas and how he was at that council and uh, some interesting things happened as a result of that. All right. Yeah. Do you have any, you, you have any prayer requests as well? 
Uh, yeah, if you just just pray for my family again, like my mom and my family, and then just pray for me. I would like to have God's healing touch on my body, and however however else you want to pray, and just continue to lift those up in um, entertainment, especially especially um, Trump. Amen. Yes, he needs a lot of prayer. Amen. All right. Well, that sounds like a good uh, thing to do, and and we'll have Brother Gary to lift the situation up in prayer. All right. So, Lord, we just thank you for uh, Brother CC and his question tonight. We thank you for what you're you how you're using him and and how you're using this ministry, Lord God, to touch lives through time and eternity. We pray that you give him healing in his body, touch him from the crown of his head bottom of his soul. Strengthen him and encourage him. We pray for his family, his mother Rosalinda. We pray, Lord God, also for uh, our president, Donald Trump, Lord God. Your word says that we are to pray for our leaders. And so, Lord, we pray that you would give them wisdom, discernment, understanding. We also pray in this upcoming election, Lord God, that your will would be done on earth as it is in heaven, that you would raise up leaders who would follow your lead and lead by the word of God. We pray, Lord God, for all the entertainers. We lift up uh, Chris Pratt, who is going under persecution for his faith and for uh, his position. And we just pray, Lord God, that you would uh, encourage him and uh, keep him strong as well. And Lord God, we just thank you for what you're doing tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Gary. Thank you, CC. And again, uh, you guys don't forget that we won't be in the studio next uh, weekend live, but uh, we'll play the best of Contending for the Faith. And you don't want to miss the Halloween teaching and get your Bibles out and get your notes and so you can be blessed by that uh, teaching. Brother Gary. All right, we're ready to go to uh, our third caller of the evening. Jermaine's waiting on line three. Brother Jermaine, how you doing? Oh, hey, I'm uh, doing very well. Happy to get through. Well, amen, brother. And how did the Word of God and the message tonight minister to you? Yeah, unfortunately, Dr. Buckter, I, I wasn't able to get get connected until after the message, so I'm going to go ahead and, and listen to the, uh, the uh, podcast as soon as I'm done. Oh, beautiful. Well, another time, let us know. It's good to hear your voice. I was thinking about you the other day, hadn't heard from you, so... Uh, what's on your heart, brother? Well, I want to give an uh, an update to a prayer request, a praise reporter. And one, one of the reasons you hadn't heard from me is I, um, you know, I had told you about the situation where I was praying about my job. I was laid off due to COVID, and um, you know, it's a lot of political stuff going on with my my job and and the district I work in. And uh, medical benefits were suspended. And I pray for God to just. Uh, you know, to move and do something, and I know he would, but out of the blue, I got a call from my employer that there was an opportunity to temporarily work um, at an increase in salary and reinstatement of my benefits, only the catch was it was out of state across the country, and I only had one day's notice, so after consulting with my family, I decided to go ahead and take the offer, and uh, I'm in the state of Indiana, for a couple of months and my family and I have had to adjust, but we have, and they're, they're actually going to come in and join me temporarily, but it turned out to be a tremendous blessing because I'm, I'm now able to make uh, a lot more than I was in the Bay area, although temporarily, but 
the job is actually easier compared to what I'm normally able to do. And I've already met a couple believers and kind of been testifying to people. And it's just been a tremendous blessing, one I didn't see coming. So just had to give give a praise report to you and anyone who prayed and, and uh, just give thanks to the Lord for what, what he did for me. Wow, what a uh, testimony of the mighty hand of God working in your life. And sometimes you have to do that. You have to, in order to provide for <clears throat> your family, uh, the Bible talks about if you don't work, you don't eat. And you realize that uh, this was an opportunity to open up for you, even though it's temporarily. Uh, and God has opened that door for you and you're able to work. And uh, we appreciate your you sharing all of this. It's really uh, awesome how God works and how he provides. Uh, Philippians 4 and uh, 19 says, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And that was, that's was that been God's promise, and he's fulfilled it in your life. And what a testimony you have. It sounds like you're, the Lord is doing some additional blessings, opening up some doors for you to witness. So, uh, you know, Pete, you're not alone. There are some other people that uh, have to uh, not only move away, but they have to, they're in the same boat as you. And, and it's just good that you have an understanding family that's uh, supportive of you uh, in this situation. So that's, uh, that's a good thing as well. Yes. And uh, I got to have some alone time with God up here. Uh, all expenses are paid and there's nothing out of pocket, but I can see the temptation to, to kind of slack off, but you know, I, I know where it came from. So I try and get my word and my prayer in and, and I continue to just travel that path. So just, just wanted to update you and thank you guys for your prayers. Well, thank you also for, even though you're in Indiana, thank you for, uh, you know, uh, calling and being accountable and, and reaching out for prayers. And we know that the prayers of the righteous develop much. So, uh, the more prayers you have behind you, the greater the blessing is going to come your way because God will answer those prayers and and uh, open up some greater doors for you there. So, uh, well, we're going to pray for you right now. We're going to ask Brother Gary to uh, lift you up in prayer. And Gary, maybe you might have some encouraging words to say to my brother before uh, you bring it, not the home run, and bring it home. Amen. Well, you know, you pretty much uh, put the the icing on the cake, but you know what? God is, is truly able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think. And, you know, you reached out to the Lord and you had discernment to know that he was giving you the green light to, uh, to make that move temporarily. And so, you know, just remain prayerful, um, just stay in the word, continue to do what you know you need to do. And, you know, God will, will take care of you. He always do, does. And I'm, I'm really thankful for this testimony. As Dr. Buckner said, there's many folks out there, myself included, you know, work is dried up and things are strange right now. And people are looking for hope. And to hear, to hear that testimony is encouraging. One minute. You know, because if God will do it for you, he'll, he'll do it for all of us. So, mm-hmm. So, Lord, we just thank you for this wonderful testimony. We thank you. We pray that you continue to put a hedge around Jermaine while he's away from his family, that you'd also protect his family and keep them safe as well, Lord God. And we pray that you re- reunite them soon 
And in the meantime, we just rejoice that you heard and answered this prayer. We thank you and praise you and give you glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast, our first installment on the doctrine of the Trinity. And we'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us. So please drop us a note. Let us know how the program has blessed you. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Now, once again, next week, we will be airing our Halloween special, so it won't be a live program. It will be a pre-recorded program, so you won't be able to call in. We want to encourage you to tune in and you will be blessed. So um, please keep us in your prayers until we uh, come back again and give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind to equip, exhort and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you. <laughs>